This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Hello, and welcome to War Horses, the only college equestrian podcast that will give you a preview of every conference tournament. I am your host, Auburn Elvis. Let's talk about some college equestrian. So everybody was off this week. Um, There was some IHSA riding, but I don't cover that format, so there are no meet recaps to run down. Instead, we are going to take a look at how the various conference tournaments look, and I'm going to fill you in on what the stats suggest will happen this weekend. Uh, It's a pretty straightforward outline tonight, so let's jump right on into it. This Thursday, the Eastern College Athletic Conference's Dual Discipline Tournament will get going up in Brooking, South Dakota. The seeds for this tournament are number one, UT Martin, number two, Delaware State, number three, UC Davis. Hello. Number four, South Dakota State. And number five, Minnesota Crookston. With the five-team format, Thursday is going to pit number five, Minnesota Crookston, against the host and number four seed, uh, South Dakota State. I'm going to go ahead and guess that this is probably going to be a four-on-four meet. I'm not a big fan of those, but it comes down to what's best for the horses, and you just don't need as many rides when you only do four riders in every event. Now, looking at the season stats and how these teams' um, uh, projected starters tend to score, things don't look great for the Golden Eagles. They rank last in all four events. South Dakota State isn't exactly world beaters in those events either, but they do score well in reigning, and with this being in South Dakota State, uh, I think the Jackrabbits are going to take the majority of points. I predict this one will end up somewhere around 13-3 to for South Dakota State. The winner of this meet will advance to play number 1 UT Martin the next day. The Skyhawks are really good in reigning and pretty good in on the flat. Horsemanship is the only event that South Dakota State has uh, been better in, so while most of the points there will probably go to the Jackrabbits, the bulk of the remaining points are going to go to UT Martin. I expect this one's probably going to end up about 10 to 7 in favor of the uh, Skyhawks. Now on the other side of the bracket, we're going to have number 2 Delaware State going up against number 3 UC Davis. Now this one should be pretty good, maybe close. Uh, UC Davis has a very good flat team. Delaware State will try to counter that with their very good horsemanship and reigning squads. In the end, whichever team does better in fences is probably going to win the day, and I think that's going to be the Aggies. I think UC Davis upsets Delaware State 9-7. to And if all that happens, then we're going to end up with UT Martin versus UC Davis in the finals on Saturday. Now between these two teams, the Skyhawks have the advantage in reigning. Uh, The teams are about equal over fences, and UC Davis has been better on the flat and in horsemanship. So, again, I am going to pick an upset here with UC Davis winning another close one, 9-7, I'm going to say. Now, unfortunately for the Aggies, even if they do get this conference title, that's probably going to be the end of their postseason. Um, Even picking up a pair of ECAC wins here at the end uh, likely won't give them a better, uh, big enough resume to overtake the two teams that are above them in the national rankings. So um, if all this that we've projected does happen, at least the Aggies will have a conference title to celebrate. 
Now, the ECAC also does a single discipline tournament. This year, they're going to have a normal tournament with everybody competing all at once. Last year, they had two weird tournaments that just made everything so much more difficult. But they've got the big one going on this year, just like God intended. So, good job, ECAC. Uh, It's over at Lynchburg, so they're going to start things off on Friday, and they'll run through Sunday. Here is the seating for that tournament. Number one is Lynchburg. Number two is Sweetbriar. Number three is Bridgewater College. Number four is Sacred Heart. And number five is Dartmouth. So in the first round, uh, we're going to see Sacred Heart versus Dartmouth. Now the stats say this one is going to go big for the Pioneers. Uh, Sacred Heart has had a pretty good fences squad, and their flat squad is decent as well. So I don't think the Big Green are going to get more than two points in this one, so we'll say that this one ends up being 5-2 to two in favor of Sacred Heart. Now the winner of that meet is going to advance to face number one, Lynchburg. Okay, so you might just assume, hey, this is going to be a slam dunk for the Hornets, but Sacred Heart is pretty close to Lynchburg, at least statistically. Um, Sacred Heart has a little bit better fences team on paper, with Lynchburg being better on the flat. Now, some of these stats are a little skewed from that 9 to nothing beatdown that Lynchburg took from Oklahoma State two weeks ago, but I think we're still going to see a close meet. In the end, I think Lynchburg will win, but it'll probably be a close one, 5-3 or 5-4. On the other side of the bracket, we'll see Sweetbriar face off against a surging Bridgewater College team. Recently, the Eagles have looked great. They've thrown a scare into the Vixens a few weeks ago, but according to the stats, this should still be a comfortable win for Sweetbriar. The Vixens have uh, have the top score squad in both events in the nation, so I think this one's going to be a 6-2 Vixens win. Then if all of that happens, then we're going to end up with a very familiar Lynchburg versus Sweetbriar championship meet. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick the Vixens to get the close upset over Lynchburg. The stats really like Sweetbriar. I think they have the talent and the depth to get another win over the Hornets, even in Lynchburg. Probably by a score of 5-4. to four. So if the tournament goes as expected, we know Sweetbriar and Lynchburg are going to go to Ocala. Also, the national rankings people just love Bridgewater right now, so they're probably in as well. So it's basically whichever team gets that opening day win, and I am predicting Sacred Heart will do that, so they're probably going to get that fourth invite down to Ocala. So that's a look at both ECAC tournaments. We're going to go away for a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the, the big programs that are in the SEC and the Big 12. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, we're back. Now let's take a look at the two major equestrian conferences. First, we're going to do the Big 12. This one is hosted by Oklahoma State this year in Stillwater. And here are the seeds in that one. Number one, Oklahoma State. Yeehaw! Number two is TCU. (laughs) Number three is Fresno State. (laughs) And number four is Baylor. 
So first we'll take a look at TCU versus Fresno State. Even though this one was seeded this way, the Horned Frogs probably drew the easier opponent, at least on paper. Fresno State has had real trouble scoring points this season, and they rank near the bottom nationally in all four events, even below several ECAC teams like Delaware State, UT Martin, and UC Davis. Meanwhile, TCU scores near the top of almost every event nationally. The one event that TCU has some trouble with is equitation on the flat. They rank 9th nationally in this event. However, Fresno State ranks 11th, so even if that one were to go to the Bulldogs, I expect the other three events to heavily favor the Horned Frogs. I think this one will probably end up something like 14-6 in favor of TCU. Now in the other bracket, Baylor is going to square off against Oklahoma State. Like TCU, the Cowgirls are great in everything but the flat. Baylor is decently good in everything, so I think the Bears will keep this one sort of close, but still fall probably about 12 to 8 in favor of Oklahoma State. And if all that happens, we'll have a consolation meet between Baylor and Fresno State. Now this is actually a very important meet nationally because the winner is probably going to get an invite to the national championship tournament, while the loser probably won't. Unless it's Fresno State, I guess, because I'll just say this, there has been a pro-Fresno State contingent in the national rankings all season, and even if the Bulldogs go 0-2 this weekend, there are still probably going to be some voters trying to get them an invite to Ocala. But anyway, in the meet, Baylor looks to have the edge on paper. Fresno State doesn't average more points than Baylor in any event, so even if they get one or two upsets here, the Bears should still get the win. I'll say it'll be something like 10-8 Baylor. Then, In the championship meet, we'll have TCU and Oklahoma State. I gotta tell you, these teams are basically mirror images of one another. They're both a little light in the flat, but very strong in the other three events. I think whomever gets the most flat points will likely win the title. And I think that's probably going to be TCU. I think the Frogs will get the win by about 10-9 or 10-8. Now, if that happens, both of these teams are going to go to Ocala. If TCU wins the conference title, look for them to either stay number three nationally or maybe even rise up over SMU or Auburn if the Tigers falter in their tournament. If the Cowgirls get the win, then the selection committee could move them any number of places as they try to create certain matchups, typically, instead of just letting the record speak for themselves, but we'll see how that goes. A lot of it's going to depend on what happens in our final conference tournament, the SEC. Now, the SEC tournament takes place this Friday and Saturday in Blythewood, South Carolina. The seeds for that one are, number one, Auburn. Number two, Texas A&M. Number three, Georgia. And number four, South Carolina. Now, when you look at the schedule on this one, for some reason, the host, they scheduled their meet the first thing in the morning on Friday. Uh, Fewer fans are likely to show up for that. That's typically not what you want when you're the host, but, you know, have it your way, I guess. Here we have number one Auburn looking better on paper in three events, fences, horsemanship, and reigning, while the Gamecocks do look to do pretty well on the flat. I think the early start is probably going to actually help the Gamecocks. Uh, We'll see the score probably end up somewhere in the neighborhood of 12 to 8 in favor of Auburn. Then, in the other bracket, we'll have Texas A&M going up against Georgia. These two just rode against each other in College Station three weeks ago with the Aggies winning. However, at a neutral site on other teams' horses, I think Georgia might surprise them. This meet will probably be a contest of strength as A&M has the nation's best reigning squad, 
going up against the worst reigning squad team among power conference teams in Georgia. But conversely, Georgia boasts the nation's best flat squad, and they'll go up against what would be the worst power conference group of flat riders if Fresno State did not also exist. So, this meet could come down to who gets more points in fences and horsemanships, the one where they're very close. And the stats say that A&M is going to win by a, a point or two. I kind of feel like Georgia will win this, though, but this is not equitation over feeling, so I'm going to go ahead and give the nod to A&M by a close score of 10-9. to 9. So if all that happens, we'll have Auburn versus Texas A&M on Saturday. The Tigers are the better team statistically in everything but reigning, but even there, the Tigers have the number three event squad in the nation, so I'm going to rely on the stats and predict Auburn wins this by a score of 11-9. to 9. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot the SEC consolation meet. This is actually pretty important. Um, In this one, we would probably uh, get Georgia versus South Carolina, and I'm going to tell you that the stats on this one are very close. They are both the top two teams uh, in the flat in the nation. They do about the same in fences, and they trade off being decent or not in horsemanship and reigning. Just for the record, Georgia is not great in reigning, and South Carolina is not great in horsemanship. At the end of the day, I think we could see a Gamecocks upset. The stats have these two teams very close to one another, and I think maybe being at home will give Carolina the boost they need to get the win. So, in this one, I'm going to go against the stats like I've done all the rest of the episode, and I'm going to say that Carolina wins this one in a 10-10 to tiebreaker. Now, if all these meets go down like that, the National Championship Selection Committee is going to have some interesting choices to make. On the one hand, they could just leave most of everything alone in the rankings because all the champions, runners-ups, and consolation meet winners would kind of land about where the teams currently are ranked. The only real difference is how that pro-Fresno State voting block is going to deal with the Bulldogs losing out. It would be very hard to keep Fresno State above Baylor after losing to them two out of three times this season, but, you know, we've seen the voters do far weirder things. Anyway... That's only going to be important if things go as expected. They very well may not. But however they do end up, I will be right back here with you next week, recapping the action and telling you what we can expect heading into Ocala. Until then, that's all for this episode of War Horses. I am your host, Auburn Elvis. I'll thank you very much. And War Horses. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.